You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Last night, the Padres got another win at Petco, and our hosts Mike Janella and Jordan Carruth know that if they do it again tonight, they'll have something to celebrate. Padres going for a sweep. Uh, Jordan, you were looking for on Twitter a broom emoji before the show today. They tweet some stuff out, but it doesn't exist. Yeah, we, we need to make that happen, I think. Somehow someone needs to get the broom emoji going. As for our other host, Randy Jones, he's also looking for a sweep and definitely not pulling for the Pirates. You mean I'm going to pull for the Pirates, the team that released me from spring training in 83? Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Jordan Carruth. That's what you get for releasing Randy Jones That's right. in spring training. You get two straight losses. I'm yeah. going to go slap somebody with a broom over there in the pirate. There you club. go, yeah. Jordan and I will just After tweet. The game. After. Jordan I can't I... believe they released you. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the AMR studio. I was, I was there. Padres social hour. Yeah, we talked about Randy's uh, glory days. Well, at that point, the, I guess the lack thereof at the end. Yes. But with the with the Pirates a couple days ago. But yeah, the they, the Padres have come. They've got your back. Two straight wins in yeah. this series. That was a very very good game yesterday. Yeah. I mean that's that's prototype. That's the game you want to see. You know, really good starting pitching. Slamming the door on the on the Pirates and, and the bats coming alive and being very, very productive. Yeah, it was great. And, uh, Jordan, we've got some fans with you. Uh, Ozzy Villa, who loves the show, he watches in Australia, big fan. He tweeted in, great win, Padres. Let's sweep the Pirates out of town. Give them nothing, James Shields. Insert broom emoji. So we're not the only ones that want the broom emoji. Yeah. On the phone. It's got to exist. Yeah, we're, we're still working on it. We're going to get that broom emoji by the end of the season. I have little doubt that yeah. that's going to not happen. I, you just, know? I hope we, this conversation continues, that we're looking for that broom emoji. That there's emoji. a reason to use it. Yeah. Last time I was on Social Hour, Randy, uh, Padres were going for a sweep in Colorado, and I believe James Shields was on the mountain that game. So kind of a similar uh, wow. circumstance here a couple wow. days later. I mean, still the, no broom emoji, I mean, though. the couch is having a little bit of streaks. He's yeah, on a streak. The couch has been you doing You know, Ello's well. on a streak. You know, wearing the ties. Wearing the ties, Boro. yeah. The couch you know. is bringing it in 2016. Man. We like that a lot. Uh, couch is also bringing this Tyson Ross jersey yes. that we're giving away on Saturday. We just got these, an early look at them. Yeah. And Jordan decided to wear his. Yes, I did. It brings out the color in your eyes. I like it a lot. Does it? Is that yeah. what's going on there? Yeah. They'll be giving these yeah. away on Saturday. So hopefully by that point, it's a little winning streak going they on. Look, the they look good with your socks, too. They do. They yeah, look good with yeah. everyone's socks. Yeah, they look really nice. Uh, let us know what you think as we go on through the show. Jordan wearing his Padres socks, too. Man, he's styling it today. Use hashtag PadresSH and also jump in live on the chat happening right now at Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, all right, guys. What do you want to talk about first, Mike? So much to talk about yesterday. I mean, we're going to save Drew Pomeranz, I think, for oh, next segment. Oh, man, I knew I it. Want, I, I knew it. I want to give Drew a whole segment okay. just about him right, because right. he was fantastic last night. So let's talk about – you say it might have been their best game of the year. I think the other game in Colorado, 16-3, which Pomeranz also pitched – up until now, was probably the best game they played. But I think yesterday, because it's home, That's right. because it was sharp, in my mind, that was the best game they played all year. Yeah, and it's a pretty good defense, I would say, too, as well. I mean, all around, a really entertaining game to watch. Good yeah, it job. was 
do you think it would be the most complete game of the season, Randy? The, well, the pitching, the offense, you know, played yeah. a little uh, small ball, played it's, a little bit yeah, of long ball Small late. sample size, mind you, but it, I, well, we're so talking far, about one game. Yeah, it's, yeah. The best, it's the best game that the I've The most I've, complete I've, game, right? I enjoyed watching that game last night. I had, you know, we were clicking on all cylinders. All facets of the game looked good. Yeah, they had to feel really good about that game. Yeah, you time. weren't relying on five home runs. It was kind of death by a thousand cuts. You could score. You could manufacture station to station. Uh, the pitching was fantastic. Defense was good. Kept it's a solid. home run late. Kept even gave you a home run if you wanted a long ball. So That's right. it really was a little bit of everything. Uh, the defense, though, you mentioned, something I wanted mm. to put a spotlight on, and it's the, the hero of the game because we have two outstanding defensive plays that we had last night here at Petco Park. First, the Adam Rosales diving stab in the sixth inning at third base and then throwing out Francisco Cervelli. A nice pick by Will Myers, too. Then in the ninth, Melvin Upton Jr. with that leaping grab at the wall, robbing a home run. I mean, I both it. outstanding it plays. All right, Those so are big. pick one. Which one do you like better? Oh, that's easy. Uh, absolutely, it's, it's the play at third base, right? Is that where we're all headed? That's, where, that's, I'm, where, I'm that's where I'm heading. I mean, I mean that right Melvin, there was amazing. It was, the game was out of hand in the ninth, but that literally saved runs, the home run. We don't know what would have happened. The rest, I mean, yeah, they're both. How do you pick one? But, uh, yeah. Well, that one in you know, the middle of the game, you know, at the end of the game, you know, Upton, that, that was a great play. And, uh, you know, I, I got a feeling that no one, you know, Melvin Upton, he's kind of been waiting. He's been playing around in the left field. and He knew one of, the, one of these home runs was going to be just close enough like that one. And his timing was absolutely perfect. And That's I, the hardest thing. Whenever, awesome. whenever I sit out as a fan in left or right field, you see a home run coming. Mm-hmm. It's hard to even time it to go catch it as a souvenir. To actually time it to catch with that leap at the wall, I think people underestimate how hard that actually is. Well, Andy Green talked to Melvin Upton in spring training about possibly playing left field. It's not, it wasn't a sure thing that he'd be the center fielder every single day. And he said, hey, I'm gonna, if you put me in left, I'm, I'm going to try to win you a gold glove. I'm going to make some big plays out there. And we, uh, we saw a pretty big play last night. Yeah, very big play. And you, even right after that, the one that he came in on. And the little sinking the, the liner. That was impressive, catch. too. That was impressive. Yeah. You know, but he gets a good jump on the baseball. And, you know, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. And it's good to see on both sides of his game, offensively and defensively. He's been really good he really the plate has. in that cleanup and, spot. Yeah. And it's really good to see. He could be a real catalyst for this ball club. It has been. Uh, we have Adam Rosales actually on the show later. We caught up with him earlier today. So we asked him about his play in particular, but both of them were outstanding, and they were the hero of the game. It's brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. Now, after that Melvin play yesterday, a friend of the show, Juan Largo, tweeted in, and he said there was a very similar play last year. It was Justin Upton at Pittsburgh, so against the Pirates again, but he made a very similar play in left field, and he wants to know, using hashtag PadresSH, which was the better catch? Now, we're going to watch them both uh, back here in the studio to make our pick. Here's the Justin Upton catch. Almost identical. Right to the left field wall. Leaps, gets the arm up on the railing. He gets it at the top of it. his jump there, which is pretty important. As soon as he gets to the top, that's when the ball is hitting the glove. So that was the one last year. And then Melvin's we saw, obviously, last night. So which one do you guys like wow. better? I like them both. I mean, flip a coin. Uh, Come on. Yeah. Two brothers. Good. They're tied. I'm not, I'm not yeah. giving it. How tall, like, how tall like is this? kissing your sister, Randy. Come on. Uh, come on, man. You know, what do you want to do? No, that I agree. Because if you look at Melvin, he kind of jumped up and was waiting there a little bit. Justin's was a little bit smoother, I think. Justin had and to get Justin up a little, a little bit bigger. Higher, right? Yeah. Well, but Justin is a little bit bigger yeah. than Melvin. So, that's, so? So he can get up a little higher. He can. Give the kid a break, man. That's as high as he can get up. They were both great places. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Did you, Mike, did you pick one out of the two? No, nah, he did. To play at third base well, in that you, one? You pick one. RJ and I picked it, and you yeah, just kind of glossed it over. Yeah, I was hoping to avoid being put on the hot yeah, seat. I could tell. It didn't work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Rosales. I okay. Like, I think in a vacuum, the Melvin play, I think, is better because Rosales is more instinct. Melvin has to actually time it and all that stuff. But the Rosales play, the game was still more, I guess, in doubt a little earlier. In a vacuum, I like the Melvin play better. Okay. In I'm, the context of the game, right, I like the, the Rosales. Two play. home run catch, you know. I'll give Which it to one? Justin. You're going to give it to Justin? Yeah. Why, because the ball was a little deeper? A little or? deeper, a little higher. He had to reach a little farther into yeah. the stands. It's on the road, too, not as familiar of a, of a left field to play. That's a good point. So I think the degree of difficulty was a little bit higher for Justin. Another reason to say the play at third base, if we're just talking about the two plays from last night, Will Myers had to make the pick at first. So it took a couple players to make some plays. It was front and back end, yeah, it was just for all, sure. It was all good, Jim. It was yeah, all it good. Was. I, I mean, everything was – I mean, every guy, one through nine that started, including Drew Pomeranz, had – they got themselves on base. They either scored a run or drove in a run. It was just balance all around. Alexi Ramirez had a couple hits. Derek Norris had a couple of hits. Anything outside the obvious that you really stuck with you from yesterday? Well, the one thing is, you know, the way you know Pomerantz went back out after getting runs, it made sure that he didn't let the Pirates back in the game. You know, so important. Slam the door. It's pitcher, really yeah. important to keep that momentum on your side. And and I thought Drew did a great job. But obviously, with with the breaking ball he had last night. That was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think we all like what we've seen from the bullpen so far, so far in the season. Early early hiccups in the opening series, but once you got past that, I think the bullpen has looked a lot better. So it's really nice to see the Padres get that early lead and then just close out the game. Yeah, after, just make sure you're coming out with that. W. After the opening day game where they gave up the seven runs, the ERA's been under two and a half from the bullpen. Yeah. And the good thing about last night, Andy Green mentioned it was we didn't have to use Mauer. We didn't have to use Rodney, and that was the plan. That's what, you know, that's what he said. So not having to go to your closer. That Melvin catch, maybe keeping Fernando Rodney iced for one more day in the ninth inning. And I don't mind Very you know, important. In giving Quack an opportunity. I mean, he, you know, he's making some mistakes, and, he's, and it's costing him a double here, little things like that. But you have an opportunity to give him some work, and I think that's positive too. Get him out there. Let him get in a pretty good groove, and he'll start throwing the baseball better, I'm confident. Yeah, and uh, like you say, it's about giving these confidence to these guys because you will need them more and more as the season yes, you goes will. along. All right, we're going to come back and talk some Drew Pomeranz. Keep those tweets coming in, hashtag Padres SH. We're going to talk pitching for a whole segment. How does that sound, right? I love it. Left-handed. Don't look at me. We're talking to you about pitching. Okay, perfect. Oh, we're not going to break it down. No, with your, your, uh, uh, that's not why I'm here. Let's do something different. We'll put him on the hot seat. <laughs> All right, we'll think, uh, we'll think about that. We'll discuss during the break. A reminder that this Sunday you're getting your Padres and Puppies fix. What's cuter than that? You can snag your own 2016 Padres and Puppies pet calendar presented by Petco at the Sunday game against the Cardinals at 140. All fans in attendance will receive a calendar. Get your tickets at Padres.com. It's a beautiful afternoon here in San Diego. We'll keep this Padres social hour train rolling right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Padres looking for that sweep at 6-10 as the first pitch. Trying to send the Pirates out of town, having nothing to show for it. That's at 6-10, like we said. Until then, here in the AMR studio, it's Padres Social Hour. And uh, the big news outside the sports world today, uh, Prince dying mm. unexpectedly prematurely. Wow. We had a 3B zine tweeting in during the break on hashtag Padres SH. Any Prince tribute on the show tonight? If not, you should. Well, we don't have a whole tribute, but any favorite songs? Any any Prince memories, recollections? I abstain, you know. 
at my age now, Prince wasn't, you know, right there. No? I'm a little on the country western side, and Prince doesn't kind of fit the mold. Well, that, that's the you one know. thing with Prince, though, right? Like, the, what mold was Prince? How do you define right. he was him his as own. a musician? Yeah. He was so unique. Uh, yeah, that's a good word, unique. He was. He was very he unique. He really was. Do you have a favorite Prince song, Jordan? I mean, it, everyone kind of goes with – what I love from Prince is his uh, halftime show at the Super Bowl in Miami when the Colts and Saints were playing. It was pouring rain. He starts playing Purple Rain when the stage was supposed to – I watched like a behind-the-scenes footage earlier today on this, and they said the stage was slippery to begin with. It probably wasn't the best stage for him to use. And then it started pouring rain, so they thought, oh, no, this, this could end pretty poorly. But he just knocked it out of the park, and it just seemed like a, seemed like a really good show. Yeah. It was really fun to no. watch, and obviously it just shocked the world today. It's the only thing people are talking yeah. about. Yeah, it was, I think, four million tweets at one point, number one trend in the world. I was never the biggest Prince fan. I didn't dislike him. I just never got into it. But right. you couldn't escape him. I mean – so many songs. When Doves Cry, probably my favorite if I had to pick one. But, yeah, that's a halftime show. Amazing. So. It was so sudden, too. I mean, old, you know. It was, yeah. And I think uh, I saw on Twitter, I forget who, but I think Melvin Upton is doing all Prince music for his walk-up stuff tonight. So if you're at the game at Petco Park tonight, you may see some Prince influences uh, after the news there earlier you know. today. All right, let's take a uh, look back to last night. Drew Pomeranz, we promised you pitching, Randy. We're going to talk about it. He was electric, fantastic, and before we get to our thoughts, Andy Green, after the game yesterday, didn't have enough nice things to say about Drew. He just kept going on and on, so we got a couple of those together. Let's take a listen. Yeah, he was really good. I think he's been giving us this from the very start of the season. Like his curveball is as good as the left-handed curveball is in the game right now. I mean, it's playing very well. I think the 10 punch-outs were you know, a product of that curveball, then the riding fastball up in the zone. It's kind of a similar recipe for success every day out for him. Uh, he was great, and you know, wish we could have gotten him through that uh, seventh inning right there. Had the error, but overall, he was outstanding. We were hopeful. I mean, from the very beginning when we acquired him, like starting him was like an in-game goal for us. Like hoping that we could get to this point where he rose up and like took it, and that's what he did. And I was very good through spring training. Had kind of the one faltering late, which everybody kind of has a rough outing every now and again. You don't read too much into that, but. I think what he's done so very well is he's gotten back to his curveball. Like when he was starting in Colorado, it was like 16 17% usage rate. It was way up in the bullpen. He used it a ton. Uh, and now he's pitching off of it, and that makes his fastball really play. So it's, uh, it's been a really good first few turns of the rotation for him. That's what you said, Randy. Drew was on the couch with you like three days ago, yep. and you said you got to use that curve more, make that fastball pop. That's right. Look what happened last and, night. And, and that, that's really the key thing. And, and the first thing I noticed, that he, he throws that curveball with a lot of efficiency. He throws a lot of them, and you worry about that a little bit. But his natural motion, he throws it, is, 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 is not really indicative of you know, doing a lot of strain on the arm. That's just the nature of how he pitches. And throwing that four-seam fastball like he does, and the one thing I did notice in spring training and watching him in bullpens and things that, you know, the last 20 feet before the ball just gets there, it kind of accelerates and jumps on a hitter. And he just got that knack. It's not something you can work on or practice. It's either there or it's not there. But Drew has that. But when you're throwing that good curveball and then you have that good four-seam fastball like we saw, you're just not going to catch up with it. You can't look for both. you got to look for one or the other. You know, and I think he does a good job mixing up. And when you're throwing your curveball for strikes, gentlemen, for call strikes, hitter's in trouble. Yeah. Now you know, now he's got to decide, you know, is that going to be a ball or has he been throwing it for a strike? So now you start getting a little aggressive and swinging the, with the, at the curveball out of the strike zone. And that's when you're really effective. 
run the fastball back in. I enjoyed watching him pitch. It was it was a nice clinic. And he's been doing that, I think, since that last spring training start when he pitched here at Petco against the White Sox. Mm -hmm. I thought he looked really good. And it's just continued on. I think he's had good stuff every time. That's the best breaking ball I think I've seen him have so far. Uh, but it was just, you know, it was a real clinic out there. I'm, and I was happy to see that. You know, especially with those scoring runs, him slamming the door. Um, you know, that's just that's good, effective, positive baseball. Yeah, I think the right word for him right now is building. He, he keeps building game after game. He went five innings in his opening game, and since then he's only gone deeper and deeper into games. Coming out of spring training, the Padres were looking for two guys to really grab those final two spots in the rotation, the four and five spots. They had three guys going for it, and Pomeranz was one of the guys that ended up grabbing it and holding on to it. He's building really well. Yes. And I'm going to take a conversation. I, I was listening to the game last night on radio briefly with Jesse and Ted, and they had this conversation about Pomeranz talking about how fun it is to watch a pitcher who can go fastball, curveball, because just watching the game as a fan, it, it's so much fun a to watch. A good curveball just looks fun. It right. just makes yeah. it aesthetically better. Which is, and, I was and we, and we've seen this a few times, you know. You know, it might be Kershaw or whatever when he's mm -hmm. got that hook working, and yeah. we've all seen it. It's a great like, combo, and I'm glad we're working with you today, Randy, because you're the perfect person to ask. When you're watching pitchers, what's, what's the combo that you like to see most? Is it fastball, curveball? Is it a different type of combination? Well, it's, it's, it's fastball, breaking ball, whichever one it might be. Now, regardless right, of the breaking yeah, ball. Yeah, regardless. I mean, like, a lot of times he, he won't get – he's not a 12 to 6 all the time. You know, he'll get on the side of it a little bit, and it kind of breaks down and into a right-hander. And I threw a lot of those, and a big breaker like that. I, mean, I call it a slider, but yeah. that's really what it was. A little more it, diagonal break than that's a right. vertical but, break. But a lot of it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like one of these little ones that a lot of guys like to throw that little slider. Now nah, I was throwing a, a big yeah. one just like well, he like was doing. Ten four on a clock, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. And then, then and then work the sinker ball away. But with him in that four seam fastball and being able to locate it, that's that's the real key. That that is really the key. You know, away, but you know, he like he likes to pound it in and can establish inside. And I'm, uh, just a note, too, I wanted to mention, I thought Colin Ray did a good job working the ball inside. This young man, he's still learning to pitch at this level, in my opinion, but I, I enjoyed a few of his fastballs, you know, you know, pounding them in a little bit, straightening a few hitters up, and that's going to pay dividends as he goes along. Yeah. Of the five starters, Pomeranz has to be the one you're most pleased oh, with right sure. now, right? You bet. And you that bet. wasn't the expectation coming in, and it's not really a knock no. on the other guys. Pomeranz has pitched really well to start this season. And they, they need him, too, because the news came out, and we'll get more into the injury report later, but Robbie Erlin now on the 15-day DL2. Tyson Ross awaiting any minute now, literally, the results on his MRI. So you need a guy, and maybe Pomeranz, Ray, too. Well, Pomeranz was a fifth overall pick. Yeah. Fifth overall, period. That's ace pedigree. He's got the stuff. If yeah, he can and, keep doing and this. And for a left hander to pound that strike zone like he does, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to watch. And, and even the other day, I've been doing a clinic out here early in the morning out here at Petco, and, uh, and Brandon Morrow's out there playing catch and getting a little side work in. Yep. You know, he's uh, on the way back. Yeah, he's on the way back. So, Tommy might be right. How's he looking? He said he feels great, and that's the key. Last time out, I think almost 80 pitches, and he yeah. said there's no, you know, no problems whatsoever after that start, so I was pleased with that news. Yeah, we'll see what that progression is like for him. Let's quickly take a look at tonight's pitching matchup, and it's brought to us by Water and Sports Physical Therapy, the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. Uh, by the way, one quick note on Pomeranz last night. I love what he said after the game. They said, well, why'd you throw so many curveballs? He said, they kept missing it, so I just kept throwing it. Pretty simple pitching yeah, when you break it down. coachable. Tonight, James Shields tries to carry the torch. He goes up against Garrett Cole, whose numbers aren't great this year, but who is one of those Pirates aces. Randy, quickly, how do you see this one breaking down? Uh, two big right-handers, you know, and they know how to pitch both of them. It's all about command. 
you know, Garrett Cole, that's then you struggle a little bit. And I think the same thing, those little mistakes that sometimes James Shields, I was really impressed the last time out, how he used his fastball a little bit more to set up the off-speed, you know, pitches. And I really like that. And he's not afraid to work backwards. But if he can just establish that fastball and throw it for strikes, I think it just sets up the changeup and breaking ball so much better for him to be effective and get people out. I think Shields is off to a pretty decent start to the I season. Agree. I know the record isn't there. He's 0-2. The Padres haven't won a game that he started yet. I, I get that. But Shields, his ERA is right around four. I, I think he's looked good. The question that you always have when you bring up Shields is home runs, and it's something we saw in Colorado the last time four, we talked. Four so far he's given up. All right. solo shots. All solo four. shots. Yeah. You know, yeah, which is very important. Whether you give up three hits and give up a run, gentlemen, or you just give up one long shot. Let's not get emotional about that. And that's, that's good damage control. And the other one is walks. And he's had seven walks so far. It's not a great number, but it's not terrible. Once, once again, though, I think once he gets on a roll, I think he's going to establish that fastball mm-hmm. a little bit more in spots because he knows how to do it. And once he does that, you know, like you've seen him get plenty of strikeouts with two and two, even three and two with a slider or a straight change. Not afraid to throw it in those situations. Yeah, his last and game, that's why he's so effective. Yeah, his last game was great, the seven innings, two runs. But every game, he's basically kept them in the game at least. And he's, that's a lot to ask for. The offense hasn't been there. Last couple nights, it's been waking up. He's going deep into games. And right now with Tyson Ross, we don't know when he's coming back yet. No. We don't have any official word on that. They need James Shields, the Padres do, to be the bulldog of this rotation right now. They need him to go out, go seven innings like he is, and the only change that really needs to happen is there needs to be a W at the end of his game. Well, you get, you get some guys going down this situation, creates opportunities for new players, new pitchers. And you, you better heed that. Yeah, you who's know, going to step opportun- in there? These exactly. opportunities do not come along, gentlemen, that often. So when you get that opportunity, you better take advantage of it. Take them. Impress somebody. Take them. All right, so Shields will have that chance to do so tonight, and that was our water and sports physical therapy pitching matchup. That's San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. Uh, we got Friar Gal tweeting in, Drew P starting to smell like an ace to me. Ooh. Padres could use it, but, like yeah, he's, he's been looking ace-ish. I like, I like that attitude. Yeah, yeah definitely. He looks, he's, he's ace-like stuff. Let uh, me put it 111 way. pitches last night, 51 of them curveballs. That's an insane amount of curveball usage, but it worked. Yeah, like you said, they were missing it. Yeah, they keep missing. I'm going to keep throwing them. So, uh, All right, let's talk about one more time because we got these jersey T-shirt jerseys that we're giving away on Saturday. Jordan is modeling them tonight. We've got it here. Tyson Ross T-shirt jersey. That's going to be Saturday. That's going to be Saturday. They're giving them away to all fans because that's what Saturdays at Petco Park are this year. It's Padres and Cardinals at 540. You get that free Tyson Ross jersey t-shirt presented by Mission Federal Credit Union. All jersey and hoodie giveaways are now available in a variety of sizes this year. For adults and children, tickets at Padres.com slash BNISD. When we come back, I caught up with Adam Rosales earlier today. We're going to ask him about the home run sprints. That great play last night. Don't miss it. Padres Social Hour back after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Joining me now in the AMR studio, a guy who's almost hitting the roof of the Western Metal Building. He's making gold glove quality plays at third base, and now he is on the Cholula hot seat. One of the most popular Padres all of a sudden, Adam Rosales. What's happening? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Really good. Yeah. First time uh, in the studio, so welcome. Yeah, been, thank you. It's been a good couple of days, man. How's it feeling for you out there? It feels great. I mean, obviously to win, to see us kind of gelling together as a team, it's huge. Right. To see our pitching's doing so well, and 
our hitting's coming around, but it's doing. We're doing well. Yeah, I I say one of the more popular Padres yesterday. We had a fan tweet in after you made that play at third base yesterday. Between that diving play and his dead sprint around the bases on the homer the other night. Rosales quickly becoming my favorite Padre. So, yeah, you're <laughs> winning and you're playing a big part in that. So that's got to feel good. That feels great. I mean, that's where you want to be, you know. I mean, that's the whole team. We, we want to be winning. We want the city to be proud of us. We want people to come out and see us, you know. Uh, talk to me about that because there were some struggles. Obviously, you guys had that opening series sweep. Didn't go your way at all. The troubles in Philadelphia. Now you're playing some good baseball. You've been in a lot of clubhouses. What was it like for you guys to stay on an even keel? How did you get back to playing good ball now? I think we have a solid group of guys that are – we know. We know what this game is, you know, what it takes. We know if it's – you're going to start slow sometimes. And we, we're just too good of a team. we got too many good guys in the clubhouse to, to kind of – to give up on that so early, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people were thinking, emergency, sky's right, falling after a right. couple of games. But, uh, yeah, this isn't a young team. There is some youth, but there also are some veterans. So I think that's right. a good mix to know that things aren't completely out the window after just a couple of games. Yeah, for sure. So you're getting a lot more playing time than maybe you expected with Solarte going on the DL. What was your thought process? What were you thinking that you could contribute to the team once you knew you'd be getting a lot more spotlight with him recovering? I mean, number one, I always want to bring energy to the team, you know, and obviously contribute, uh, get on base, most importantly. I think that's key for me to get on base, to have some guys drive me in. But then, you know, try to, try to drive in runs, you know, have, be, be up in those situations, those big situations, and, and come through for the team. But also to play solid defense. And I kind of had a rough week of defense. Yeah, yeah. No, the the play last night was great, but yeah, there but were a couple errors. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah like that. Yeah. And, and that's not me. That's not my – that's that's why I'm here. I mean, this, my, my glove has kept me in the major leagues, so, yeah. That's the part that I think would be the most difficult if I was in your shoes because you have you have to prepare to play maybe a whole bunch of different positions. How do you mentally know, all right, maybe tonight's second base, maybe tomorrow's third, it might be the outfield, who knows? <laughs> how do you how do you do that? Yeah, that's it is tough. It's more tough than a lot of people think, but uh, it's just experience. You know, I've been, I've been around for a while. I kind of know what adjustments I need to make. Um it's it's really a lot to do with experience. What are some of those adjustments? If I tell you, if I'm the manager and I say today you're playing at second instead of third, <laughs> how does that change your routine? Well, obviously second's a lot different than third base. Third base is just reaction, right? You just got to get the ball, knock it down, throw it to first. When at, at second and shortstop, that's a lot to do. You have to know who's covering the bag, when, cutoffs and relays, um, all that stuff. There's there's a lot of intricacies in that in those positions in the middle infield that make it very difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, like that play last night, I mean, that was pretty much straight reaction, that yeah, play at third base. Uh, MLB's StatCast ran these, you know, analytics <laughs> on that play. Can you guess how fast your, they said your first step was to that play? I couldn't even think about where to start. How, right. I, I don't even know, measure, yeah, exactly. know how to measure first step. 0 0.07 seconds. It well, was that sounds like pretty that. Quick, That's yeah. pretty fast. That's like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Better than a cat, yeah. I'll just um, yeah, they made, I mean, it was a great stab and a great throw. What I loved was your smile coming off the field. It's like you knew that was, that was a good play. It's almost like you can't contain the joy when you make a play like that. Yeah. I'd be the same way. Um, and then I also love you tweeted later in the night, Forget nothing about you. You said congrats, Drew Pomeranz, on 10 strikeouts and Will Myers making that pick. That was a great play you made, too. I mean, Will's pick was nice, but yeah. your half of the play was pretty good. Yeah, once I threw it, I'm like, oh, please, Will, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's been good. I mean, he's coming along at first base. Yeah. It's been, been good working with him on the infield. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's been really good. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, doing a good job over there. 
Uh, now, we mentioned StatCast and that stat they had about your quick first step. I have a beef with them because they also, the other night on your home run, your sprint, it's now you know famous that that's what you do. They said you had the second fastest home run trot they've ever recorded. It's only been two years they have the technology. Right. But uh, Billy Hamilton of the Reds, who's right. known for his speed, they say he has the fastest at 16.2 seconds. They say you were 16.3, which <laughs> I think is a little convenient that it's only a tenth of a second because I timed you and I timed you at – under 16, and someone else did that too. <laughs> so I think it's a conspiracy. I think they're robbing you of that record, man. <laughs> I always, because I got interviewed about this before, yeah. of course. But it's a trademark I, for you. It, it, yeah. It, well, yeah, it's just what I do. Um, but I think people should time the first home run I've ever hit in the major leagues, and that was actually in Cincinnati, where okay. Billy Hamilton is yeah, now. Yeah. But man, that first home run, I was so pumped up. Yeah, that was the personal best, personal I, record. Yeah, I, I was. Just got around those bases. I'm going to see really if we can good. find that video because, yeah, I want to definitely go back and, <laughs> it's and check funny. that it's out. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. No, I can imagine. I'm kind of slow down, toned down a little bit. Now. All right. Well, well, now you know that record's in sight. So next time you go yard, I put a little <laughs> extra juice on it. Don't yeah. get hurt, but obviously, Don't yeah. <laughs> that may be something uh, to, to shoot for. All right. So what's, what's next for you now? Obviously, uh, the team is inching back toward 500. Uh, you continue to get some everyday reps. What are you thinking uh, is coming down the road for you the next couple weeks that you're focusing on? Um, just kind of get into that routine, get into that groove, uh, keep producing. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I don't know what's going to happen next couple of weeks. You never know in this game, but I'm ready for anything. I mean, I've been, I've been around for a little bit now. I just kind of expect whatever's going to come. Yeah, that's been great, man. You've been uh, really producing in the last couple of days and we hope that continues for you. Uh, as announced during spring training, you're a new dad too. How's, how's the baby doing? You're balancing that too. Don't yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, well, they're not here with me. It's actually our second child. Right. So daughter and a son. Now, daughter, right? Yeah. We have a daughter who's two years old. Her name's Juliet. And then we have a son who was just born about a month and a half ago. Uh, his name's Adrian. So it's, it's unbelievable. They're not here with me right now. I get to see them in Philadelphia. I'll see them in Chicago. And then she'll be out. My, my family will be out here in June. But it's That's uh, great, man. Yeah, it it's, a, awesome. it's a lot on your plate. Continued best of luck handling it all. It's been great so far. All right, yeah, thank you. All right, Adam Rosales, thanks for stopping by. On the Cholula Hot Seat, uncap real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Don't go anywhere. We're back with more Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. And we're here in the AMR studio getting you set for Padres and Pirates, the season finale for these two teams here at Petco Park because they're not coming back, the Buccos. And after the Padres have won the first two, I don't think the black and yellow wants to come back. But looking for that sweep, getting those brooms out. Hopefully. I like that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, Adam Rosales, we taped with him earlier today. And uh, thanks for stopping by again, Adam. And we actually had a question from Padres Geekster come in during that segment. Uh, it was taped, so we couldn't ask Adam live. But the question was how he chose to sprint or why he chose to sprint. Was it adrenaline or what was it? But, Jordan, you actually had Adam on your show today as well, and you have the answer. Yes, yeah, so the show that I work on. Um, he was on earlier today, and he said that in Little League, in his first ever home run, that he had jogged the, the bags afterwards. And I don't know, it wasn't the quickest jog, but he felt uncomfortable having all the attention on him. He's going through this slow trot. Everyone's watching him. And he said, 
from that point on, you know what? I'm just going to hustle all the way through. I'm just going to – I have to run for everything else. Why wouldn't I hey, run here? I think it's a good look. I, I like love it. it. I Every, like everyone it. else takes their time, right? You might Ugh. as well be different. You know, I mean, some guys take a little too much time. Way obviously. too much time. <laughs> way too you know? much time. I Watching it all as, the way. I think take as long as you want. He says yeah. he doesn't even it. watch the home runs. I just, I just want to go on record. If, 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 if you did a nice bat flip and ran that fast, I'd still knock him down for flipping the bat. I just want really? you to know yeah. that. Really? Yeah, no bat flipping. But he's running hard. He's that's not fine, but if you flip your bat, that's why you get knocked down, not for running hard or slow. What's wrong with I flipping never got the bat? Mad. I never got, you know, got ticked if somebody, you know, run the bases a little too slow on it. You know, the only thing well, that – Well, you should What's have. worse? It should have been the opposite. It, what's worse if you were a pitcher? Someone dogging around the bases or the bat flip? Bat today? flip. Bat flip, really for sure. Me. I love go, bat flips. Well, see, the, the, jog, the jog around there, you take your time. Because, you know, the umpire's not going to give you the baseball until the guy crosses the plate. That's what irritated me. I'm out there mad anyway because I gave up the home run, and I want a ball. I want something, and he won't throw you the baseball. See, the umpire be, will not I, throw you the baseball until that that runner crosses home. I'd play. be more upset at that no, than I, the bat flip. I used to yell at the umpire, "Give me the ball!" And he wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> I was so irritated. <laughs> that's why Randy used to pitch so quickly in games too. He was embarrassed by all the eyes, right? Wanted to get out of there as possible. Let's go already. Let's get this that's thing it. I uh, love it. It was no, quick. It was great. It wasn't his fastest, but it was right well, up there. Well, he said too. He thinks his personal best was his very first home run. And AJ Casavell, the Padres beat writer on MLB.com, beat me to the research. He looked it up. Fifteen point two seconds. AJ found, which would be a whole second faster than. The Statcast's all-time record, which has only been two years, but we asked this on the radio show. Yeah. Do you think you can make it around the bases in fifteen point two? Me, either one of you. Negative. Not even close. I want to say yes, but I also think I overinflate my own athletic ability. Yeah, I'm going to say you don't have a chance. Fifteen point two. Let's. Uh, when they're on the road trip, when on the road next, can we get me on the field and see? Yes, we can. Yeah, yeah. we can do all time. It will do yes. a little no stopwatch. May even, may even tape it for the show. Yeah. So you have to yeah. do a bat flip, and then you run the right. bases. Yeah, I'm down. A bat flip. Um, there was no bat flip. Yes. That's part of the motion. All right, I wanted to ask you guys about this today because uh, Rob Manfred, commissioner, met with the AP sports editors today, and a big takeaway from it was expansion. He said that it's almost a certainty at some point that he wants to expand to two more teams, 32 teams in the big leagues. But the coolest part, he said, he says, first, we've got to take care of Tampa and Oakland, the stadium situation's there. But then he says, I think the best thing for the game is two more teams, but in places that are geographically convenient, but outside of the contiguous 48 states. So I want to ask you guys, with those parameters in place, where do you want to see two teams jump into the big leagues? Contiguous, right, RJ? Yeah. Is that why you're just so glossed over? Outside yeah, the lower I'm 48, but still convenient enough to not be too crazy. Not so Alaska, not Hawaii. I'm going to say it. That's, you're limiting you know, where yeah, yeah. you can go. Right. You know? So where you know, should they put a major league well, baseball? Sounds like, that basically sounds like you're going to Puerto Rico. That basically means North America. Puerto Rico? Yeah. Right? How about Cuba? Well, yeah, you could. Yeah. That's going to be a long ways away, that's but I think it's viable at some point. I don't know if that's one of the two teams. That I know my be. two. I, there's, is there, like, reports of what's actually going to happen? Is there an indication of where they're headed with this? Montreal seems to be a favorite. That's one of Manfred's the two. already talking to the mayor just, you know, down the road. Nothing imminent, but because they've been doing these exhibition games every year, they just had a bunch of players come back, like Pedro Martinez, Tim Raines, for the Blue Jays exhibitions this year. I mean, they're selling these games out, so I think the – the talk is already there, even if not legally yet. That seems to be a, an early favorite. Yeah, two M's come to my mind. I think Montreal and I think Mexico City. Those I, are the two and I agree. I, I know definitely Mexico City. Yeah? Are you in on I, that? No, I, I'll buy that. I, I, I think if you're talking about expansion outside the United States, 
I think Mexico was number one. It'd be one of the best atmospheres you in know. Major League Baseball. Now, we were talking about this before you showed up, uh, before the show, Randy, with Blooper and Jordan and myself. That's already 2,000 feet more than Coors Field in terms of elevation. Do you think that's a good thing, a bad thing, that going to Mexico City and You're you have this 7,500 feet above sea level, 8,000 well, feet above sea level? I mean, it is what it is, but if that's where you're going to put it, everybody's going to play there. Right. So, you know, I don't. I think it's great. I think every city, every park should have its unique. Oh, that'd be unique. Quirks. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you know, you, whenever you, we go to Mexico, you jam it's a guy, be... you get to give up a dinger. That's that's when you get. Yeah. Problem. Then he flips his bat on you. No, then you knock him yeah. down. Hey, Padres put up 21 runs while they were down there. Padres fans <laughs> could get used to that, right? Oh sure, sure. I think it'd be cool. You know, every time you're going to Mexico, your team's going to Mexico. It could be 10 to 8. It could be 13 to 10. I think that's, that's fun. That would be that such a like fun that. trip for fans. If you can go down there, go down there for a weekend, eat the food down there, and then go to a couple games with the yeah, environment they would have. That sounds like a really good trip. Yeah. Uh, a fun note uh, that I saw in a story on Sporting News about this. Every team from the start of the 20th century, so 1900 on, that lost a Major League Baseball franchise like Montreal did, eventually got it back. Baltimore, Seattle, Washington, D.C. Montreal is the only one that lost the team and still hasn't gotten it back yet. So I think it's almost a sure bet. It makes the most that sense. That at some point they will be back in I Montreal. Agree. They've been there before, and if you're going to do an expansion, that, that might be a logical choice, along with Mexico. I mean, is it Mexico City? I don't, I, I don't know, because you're talking yeah. about a new, new ballpark be built. That's where the population is at. Yeah, yeah and, you know. Other places, though, Havana, San Juan, maybe teams 33 and 34 after the first two come in, that's where it starts expanding even farther out. But, yeah, it's an option. We're starting to see baseball really expand. What they would say is that uh, it's going to go also to maybe uh, four-team divisions instead of five-team divisions if they go to 32 teams. So, And that's the whole point behind it, right, to kind of – Yeah, make the scheduling easier, maybe oh, get yeah. rid of interleague play so much, get back to just four teams in every division, kick uh, the Diamondbacks or the Rockies out of the NL West and keep uh, – <laughs> Keep the coastal teams here and then <laughs> yeah. see who gets to stay in the club. And, How do we decide and that? Like everybody's going to be really happy when this yeah. goes on. Like yeah. a best of five That's series, cool. whoever loses. Yeah, it gets to pick your division. The yeah. winner picks the You're division out. you want to stay in. Yeah, We'll see. We'll, we'll tweet Commissioner Manfred with our idea. Maybe he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll take it. Maybe he'll block it. Yeah, us. he'll appreciate we'll it. Uh, Padres Beer Fest is back. That's tomorrow. It's presented by Southwest Airlines. It's the first of the season before the Padres face the Cardinals at 740. Sample some beers from local and national breweries and listen to live entertainment. First pour is at 5. Tickets at Padres.com slash party. And Beer Fest, Tyson Ross t-shirt jersey giveaway. It's an exciting weekend here. We're going to come back and take a look at tonight's game, though, with the lineup and more after this on Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. All right, so we've got baseball coming to Montreal and Mexico City, potentially, but we know for sure. Not Cuba. Not Cuba. Not Cuba. No, we're not going to Cuba. We do know for sure that there is baseball tonight here at Petco Park. And it's going to be Padres and Pirates. James Shields against Garrett Cole. Let's take a look at the lineup for the Padres presented by United. Starting to see Andy Green now settle in with a nice little lineup here day after day. It's John Jay in center leading off. Will Myers batting second, playing first. Matt Kemp had the home run last night in right field. Melvin Upton Jr. red hot in left. Then Alexei Ramirez at shortstop bats fifth. Christian Bethencourt gets the start catching tonight. Lower third of the lineup, Jamal Weeks at second. Adam Rosales at third base. James Shields pitching. Now, we've got our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And yesterday, the couch picked Will Myers because he was on the show. 
Blooper picked Jamile Weeks because it was his debut and he liked the feel-good story. We ended up giving the point to Jamile Weeks. Hmm. Both guys only a hit last night, but Jamile uh, one for three. Myers one for five. And Jamile, I think, a better defensive effort overall, although Myers had that one nice pick on the play from Rosales. So we're giving it to Jamile last night, which means... Who's deciding this? You're looking at him. Right you there. picked this? He's I picked. the judge. Yep. And you stuck up for so Blooper I, over the couch? I am happy to accept any bribes or gifts <laughs> you have in kind to sway my vote. That's how this game is played? That's how this game is played. Got to grease the palm. Uh, that's a two-game oh winning my. streak for Blooper after a three-game winning streak for the couch. So, Jordan, you have to defend the honor. But today's first pick goes to Blooper. So, Bloop, who you got? I'm going on uh, Matt Kemp. He's going to go Apo Taco to right field tonight. All right. Oh, you're going to catch his home run. Well, yeah. don't forget, yeah, yesterday we were giving away some tickets, and we said that Blooper and I are going to go join the winners out in the San Diego beach there on the perch for a couple innings. So Blooper brought his glove. I brought my mitt. I'm so ready. he's ready to go catch I'm a Matt catch Kemp, Kemp home Kemp. run. Home run. Look at that. And he'll be celebrating when he does because we, he picked him in the, in the hope challenge. we get this on video. So I hope so. Fingers crossed. His guess is Matt Kemp because Kemp is going to hit a home run that he is going to catch in the outfield. And yes. then he'll do a blooper dance. That's what we're going for. Yes. He's to pushing the envelope. You know that. I have a different guess. All right. Who's your pick? I'm going to go with Will Myers hitting a home run to blooper, and blooper does not, does not make the catch. The catching is just extra credit. It's just the pick. So Will Myers versus Matt Kemp. Final okay. answers? Are you, uh, you going to get out of the chair to catch this, or, or do you have any range? Try not to fall into the field. I don't field. think I have a lot of range, and this chair seems kind of high, so I'm worried I'll fall. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> it will be, it'll go great, I think, regardless, as long as Blooper's out there trying to I'm, be athletic. I'm that fired glove, up about that. though. I'm fired up. It's from be, elementary it's school. It's going to be great. It means it's broken in. That's the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. So tonight it's Will Myers for the couch, Matt Kemp for Blooper's chair. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. When we come back, a fun little argument we're about to unleash between Jordan and Randy. I'm going to pull the grenade pin and then run out of here. We're back with more Padre Social Hour right after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Right here in the AMR studio, Pirates, last game here, Padres looking to sweep them out of town. First pitch at 6-10. A couple of housekeeping notes before we get to the big debate I wanted to end today on. Uh, still no word on the results of Tyson Ross's MRI. We're waiting of, for the doctor. We're waiting for the doctor to arrive. That's what Andy Green said before we came on the air. Still no results on that. Uh, Robbie Erlin, we mentioned briefly, he's on the 15-day DL. It was a left elbow strain, and the Padres still do not know who will start in his place on Saturday. Andy Green says they'll still discuss it. Might be someone from the minors. Might be Villanueva coming in from the pen. We still don't know. Spangenberg's on the DL. Spangenberg, Solarte. Solarte. He's, he's got to be getting close. He's getting close. Think. He's taking some. He took BP today again, ground balls again. So he's yeah. probably the closest one coming back. Yeah, I think he's going to get some rehab games. And then about a week yeah. away, I think no, what we I, said earlier this I week. Would, yeah, yeah, something like that. Shouldn't be more we'll than see. a week. Uh, also, Jellyman reminding us on Twitter that uh, happy birthday, Ken Caminiti, today. Uh, Would awesome. have been 53 mm. today. So thank you, Jellyman, of course. All right, here's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, this is a story in the Wall Street Journal from last year, but for some reason, Mudcat, Mark Grant, decided to tweet out today saying, batting around means 10 batters come to the plate. End of discussion. It's not nine. Carry on with your day. And that started, it opened up the beehive on Padre's Twitter. Uh, the Thin Gwyn from Gaslamp says, he tweeted back to Mark, nope, 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 nope. It just said nope as many times as 140 characters would allow. 
Randy, batting around means how many guys have come to the plate? Nine. There's nine guys in the lineup. You know, hey, so the ninth guy, you've batted around. If he makes the third out, have you batted around? Did everybody hit in the inning? Did everyone hit in the inning? That's not the question, Randy. Yes, it is. The question they is, batted did you bat around, around the lineup? In order to go around a lineup, you need to come back to the top. Okay, if you bat through a lineup, you can go one through nine. But as soon as you go around, you get to the ten spot. You want to know my opinion? I'm with Randy here. If you draw a, cir- it's, it's if you draw a circle, which is round, you go back. You, once you close it, then it's round. You don't go back Here's to another, the next one. Another reason why you, know, I go you with kids 10. just don't get it, do you? I won't give you, you a kid example. You know, Vince Scully is on record. Only 75 years. 75 Vince Scully years. is on record saying it's 10. Years. I'm with him. You know, oh, I'm you're with, with him? Yeah. Okay, well, show me. Pro- right. Prove it to me. I'll show that you. So, so it's Randy and I'm, me versus you and Vince Scully. Blooper the tiebreaker? I know I'll ask Vinny next time I see him. Oh, we got, we got blooper you know, on our side. Nine is batting around. Nine is batting around. I'm happy to be on team. Have you ever been on the mound and had nine guys? <laughs> you know? Well, I have. You I'm, got through a lot of lineups. I wasn't looking for the tip, yeah. You got through a lot of lineups. Uh, no, I got Not around Not many went them. around on you. Yeah, they were running around the bases. They weren't through the bases. They, they were, were running around They weren't them. flipping bats either. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you go around the bases, you start you know, at home, and you end at home. You, you know, don't go I, back to first base. You know, I was enjoying it. Yeah, you start at one, matter. and you have to go back get to a, one. The 10th yeah, person. Go back exactly. to where you I like it when you get another guy on the couch that I just love to practice my knockdown pitch on. And now I've got another one. I would have flipped my bat on. RJ, come on, give I wasn't a tower on Jordan. Man. Get a bat flip. Yeah, good luck. We're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock with Bill Center and Mike Grace. Thank you guys for coming in. Padres looking for that sweep coming up in just a few minutes' time. This is Padres Social Hour. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.